Krishna. <clears throat> oh, one second. Dai dai chitanya jaya nitananda jaya rita chandra jaya gora bhakta vinna dai dai chitanya dai nitananda jaya rita chandra jaya gora bhakta vinna I worked quite late last night and quite hard yesterday and as a result I was tired today. So I didn't focus, I had a hard time to focus. So I didn't focus on a particular topic today and but I decided that the stream should go on huh? and therefore what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take bits and pieces from just just about anywhere and and then bring it all together somehow or other and therefore this lecture uh, is a lecture with like various miscellaneous themes So from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Adikanda, chapter 2, text 44. Gangatira punyastan sakalatokiti vaisnav janmaya kena sushadishti apone oela avatirna gangatire sangira prasadakina Translation. The banks of the Ganges are most sanctified. Why then would a Vaishnava take birth at an impious place? The Lord appeared on the bank of the Ganges. So why did his associates appear in distant places? Commentary from the Gaudiya Bhasyas, from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. The term Soshadesh or impious places is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam 11.21.8 as follows. Among places, those bereft of the spotted antelope, those devoid of devotion to the Brahmanas, those possessing spotted antelopes but bereft of respectable men, provinces like Kikata and places where cleanliness and purgatory rites are neglected, where meat eaters are prominent or where the earth is barren, are all considered to be contaminated lands. In Manu Samhita 2.23 it is stated, places devoid of sacrificial performances and naturally grazing spotted antelopes are known as Malechadesh or impious lands. The Ganges, which emanates from the lotus feet of Vishnu and which is the best of the seven sacred rivers, is glorified by the Puranas as possessing the topmost potency for purification. That is why she has a special position among the devotees. The Ganges, also known as Bhagirati, flows through Navadvip of Godadesh. Since many of Sri Chaitanya's associates appeared outside of Godadesh, many questions may arise in the hearts of materialistic people. If Vaishnavas appear in a place that is so contaminated that the visitor requires atonement, a place that hinders one's purification, then people will consider those pure Vaishnavas as material contaminated and forced to enjoy 
the fruits of pious and impious activities. Therefore, the following question arises. Why did the pious Vaishnavas take birth in places not visited by the Pandavas or touched by the Ganges instead of appearing on the banks of the Ganges? One may also question why Sri Chaitanya Dev personally appeared in the highest Brahmana family of Navadvip, which is situated on the banks of the supreme purely Ganges. Yet he had his appropriate, his associates appear in places far from the Ganges, in families other than Brahmanas. In answer to these questions, it may be said that pure Vaishnavas appeared in such places and in such families in order to purify those places and families. This will be explained by the author in verses 46 to 52. Start with 46. Ye ye desha gangahari nam vivarjita Ye desha pannavanai gil kudachit Se shabba jivir krishna butsalahai Mahabhakta sabha janma yena agyade Out of compassion, Lord Krishna ordered his great devotees to appear in places where the Ganges doesn't flow, where the holy names are not chanted, and where the Pandavas did not visit. Commentary. Mm. No, I will not read that. Uh, Sri Chaitanya, text 48. Sri Chaitanya descended to deliver the entire universe. He's confirmed this with his own words. Soshades, Soshakulu, Apanasaman, Janmaya, Vaishnavi, Sabarakoradran. The Lord had his devotees who are equal to him appear at impious places and in impious families in order to deliver everyone. Um, commentary. The term Soshakule is explained as follows. Pious people are not affected by low birth because they're born in pure Brahmana families. Ksatriyas, Vaishyas, Sudas, and Anchajas are progressively more impious. Frutas, workers, are born in impious families due to their sinful activities. But Vaishnavas who are engaged in the service of Lord Vishnu are as good at Vishnu as Vishnu. They're able to purify all sorts of impious countries and families. In the Shastras is also stated, Kulam pavitram janani kitarta vasundrava vasatis chadanya richanti swarga pitaro pitesam yesam kule vaishnava namadeyam in whatever family a Vaishnava appears, his family, mother, birthplace, and residence become purified, and his forefathers dance in the heavens. The words Apanasamana indicated Vaishnavas are the spiritual masters of the entire world, and inconceivably one with and different from Lord Krishna. They represent the lotus feet of, of Lord Vishnu, the supreme absolute truth, and they personally and they personify the syllable Omkara. Through the Vaishnava, Sri Krishna delivers the conditioned souls whose aversion to Hari is born from accepting materialistic Varnashram and caste consciousness. That is why the Vaishnava Shastras, Hari Bhakti Vilas 4, 366, loudly declare. One who receives a mantra from a guru who is a non-devotee, who is addicted to sense enjoyment, is doomed to a life in hell. Such a person must immediately approach a genuine Vaishnav guru and accept the mantra from him. Other than pure Vaishnavas, no one can properly act as an Acharya. 
Anyone other than a pure Vaishnava is a conditioned soul who suffers the results of his karma. But Vaishnavas are transcendental worshippers of Vishnu and have conquered the illusory energy. Therefore, they are as good as Lord Vishnu. They are liberated souls situated in pure goodness beyond the three modes of material nature. They are eternal associates of Lord Vishnu and capable of protecting the conditioned souls from the covering and throwing the potencies of Maya. By their instructions on sadhana bhakti, people other than Vaishnavas reject the service of Vishnu and serve Maya. Thus accepting temporary material objects as the controller. Eventually, they accept the doctrine of impersonalism and fall in the path of atheism or godlessness. In this way, they lose all inclination for serving Krishna. Text 50. Ye desa kaikula Vaishnava avatare tar prabhava laksha yojan istar. In whatever place or family a Vaishnava appears, people for hundreds of thousands of miles around are all delivered. One may refer to the commentary on verse 35 for an explanation of the word Vaishnava avatare. Hmm. Whenever, wherever the Vaishnavas go, that wherever the Vaishnavas go, that place becomes a sanctified place of pilgrimage. Text fifty-two. sarvades nitya bhaktagan narayan. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya had his devotees appear in all different countries. Although the devotees appeared in various places, they all met together in Navadvip. Yeah, sometimes we also, um, so, so this was from Chaitanya Bhagavat, um, uh, chapter 2, uh, on Adyakanda chapter 2, and then I ended with uh, text 54. So the... Um, The ways of the Lord are, are like that, and the potency of, of a genuine father of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also extraordinary. Uh, we can see uh, Hare Krishna, just a moment. Okay, yeah. Okay, Hare Krishna. Someone brought me a book which I wanted to uh, to look at, and uh, it's uh, lectures of uh, on Chaitanya Charitamrita by uh, Niranjan Swami. Uh, so, since we're doing bits and pieces, we'll have a look at that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh
in whatever place, uh, text 50 was, was quite something, in whatever place or family a Vaishnava appears, people for hundreds of thousands of miles around are all delivered. So it's just amazing if you're thinking about the impact, the impact of a devotee. And we should... Of course, there are devotees on different levels, and there are uh, real devotees and imitation devotees. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta wrote his uh, Vaishnav K, uh, which was a poem to uh, expose, expose the, the pseudo devotees. Uh, and then he says, in Vaishnav case, Sri Daita does Kirtanityasa Kara Ucha Shware Harinam Rava Praniyacha Jara Shehitu Prachar Pranihina Jata Krishna Gatasaha. O mind, this humble servant of Radha and Krishna, Parsabhana Vidaita does, blazing his hope in Kirtan, loudly sings the name of Lord Hari. Those who have spiritual life in abundance preach the Lord's message. Whatever is spoken about Krishna without a life of realization resembles nothing more than a cadaver. It is dead. So the holy name has to be alive. The, the, we, have to, we have to make a very serious effort to be pure devotees. That means, that means what I say it means. We have to make a serious effort to be pure devotees. Not that we must be pure devotees, but we must be sincere and really make a sincere effort to follow um, and to live the life uh, purely. And if we do so, uh, if we do so, our words carry potency. And if we don't, uh, then, then the potency will disappear. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, sometimes someone has followed and has gained potency. And then gradually, uh, gradually loses the purity. Still, uh, still, the previous power is present, but that's by not following, something is lost. Uh, something is lost. Those who are committing the seventh offense uh, to commit sinful activities on the strength of the holy name, to, uh, to purposely not follow any rules in the name of bhakti, they are simply the bowls and, and, and the gachabachas. These apasampadais, and they are targeted here by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta as like being their bhakti has no meaning, their so called bhakti. Mm. So, yes, standards must be there. It's not so cheap. An effort must be made. Uh, an effort must be made to. Uh, to be pure, otherwise it cannot be.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So when we think of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then we see an extraordinary quality, an extraordinary quality of, of Krishna consciousness an intensity of Krishna consciousness like has not been seen. Uh, his whole focus on Krishna is just astounding. Everyone who saw him, when, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced in the Haridev Mandir in Vrindavan, everyone was just amazed. No one had ever seen such dancing. No one had seen. In Puri, no one had seen. In the South, no one had seen it. He was, was a phenomena, such a focus, such an absorption, so much, so absorbed in Krishna. Yeah, people had seen worship of Krishna, but nothing like that. The writings of, of Srila Rupa Goswami also reflect this extraordinary focus. We know about the two plays that Rupa Goswami wrote, the uh, Vidakta Madhava, which is discussed in Antyalila 1, and we see there the story of Srimata Radharani, who goes into, into the forest in a mood of separation, remembering Krishna, and she goes with, with Vishaka, and she remembers Krishna from previous association. Then, her separation is too much, so Vishaka makes a drawing of Krishna. And then as a result, Srimad Radharani gets so attached to that drawing that instead of her symptoms of separation being alleviated by the drawing, they become, they become worse because now she's attached to the form that she was remembering and to the drawing, the form in the drawing. Then Krishna is also in the forest elsewhere with Sridham. Krishna is also experiencing uh, separation. Uh, Krishna says to, to Sridham, Oh, isn't Srimati Radharani the most beautiful girl in the world? And Madhu Mangala, who is there, says, Psht, it's his sister. Krishna forgot. He is acting as if he is normal, but he is not. He's also uh, losing discrimination losing self-control because of his separation. Radharani in the mood of separation, just taking kumkum, and she just writes the name Krishna on a leaf. Later, Krishna in the forest finds that leaf, and he understands who wrote it, and he plays it flute, his flute. Uh, and, and when Radharani hears that playing of the flute, uh, she just goes beyond herself, and now she's become simultaneously attached to three personalities, Purusha She is Purusha attached to three personalities. And she said, because of this, I better die. 
than Vishaka said. Three personalities, they're one and the same. So this is, sums up Vidakta Madhava, incredible uh, mood of, uh, of separation that Srimata Radharani is going through. Very, very intense love. And then the Lalita Madhava, the play that is taking place outside of Vrindavan. So now this play is taking place outside of Vrindavan. And what happens in the play in the beginning, you see that all the residents of Vrindavan are in so much separation from Krishna who is left. And then as a result, they all die. They all die. And then what happens is they all appear again. And this time they appear in the form of the various queens. The gopis appear in the form of the various queens. And, and uh, Chandravali becomes Rukmini. And Radharani, uh, she becomes Satyabhama. And then, yes, there is this. Uh, and so Krishna, and so Rupa Goswami describes the pastimes of, of, uh, of Krishna outside of Vrindavan. But the way he describes them is we're still in Vrindavan. It's like here Krishna is meeting with Rukmini, his principal queen, and he treats her with great formality. Oh, my dear queen, how is your majesty today? I am I'm greatly fortunate to be in your association. It's like, whereas Satyabhama is his younger queen, and naturally, Rukmini, as the senior most, is pulling rank on these on the younger queen, and in front of her, the younger queen is in the background. And in this way, Satyabhama is still still trying to meet Krishna, and Krishna is trying to meet Satyabhama, who is none other than Radharani. And it's still stolen moments, and the whole ras of Vrindavan is now transported to to Dwarka and Rupa Goswami is just still writing about Vrindavan. Um, Jiva Goswami in the Gopal Champu is writing about the love, the love of Vrindavan, uh, and how Vrindavan is just overwhelmed by ecstatic symptoms. So, in this way, uh, the uh, the writings of the Goswamis are so concentrated, so, so intensely focused on, on Krishna, on Krishna in Vrindavan, and on the mood of, of Krishna and the residents of Vrindavan, and the love they have for him. Uh, all that is, is, yes, is, is experienced. Um, So let's look at So this is from the uh, This is from Prema Vivarta. 
from uh, Jagadananda Pandit, mm. from the Mangala Chara. Do not waste valuable time uselessly trying to debate who appeared first, Srimati Radharani and Lord Krishna, or the son of Srimati Sachi Devi, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Earlier I explained that everything is perfectly adjusted on the transcendental plane. Thus be act to cause this. Before you enter into a, a, into a debate ab, about who appeared first, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Sri Krishna, the two qualities, namely simultaneity and eternality are characteristic of the absolute reality which finds full expression in transcendental truth uninterrupted spiritual pastimes are the supreme excellences of this transcendental truth yes in other words lord chaitanya always exists eternally and is eternally there and krishna and radha and krishna are also eternally there so there's no question of a beginning. Uh, first, there was Radha and Krishna, and then appears Lord Chaitanya. No, Lord Chaitanya exists eternally. In and Gokul is divided in two halves, and in and Golok is divided into us. In Gokul, Krishna performs his pastimes, and in Golok, in the Swetadvi portion, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performs his pastimes. The pleasure-giving potency, Ladini potency, simultaneously shelters to truth. Uh, again, I'm reading from Prema Vivarta, from Jagdananda Pandit, from the Mangala Charan. The pleasure-giving potency, Ladini potency, simultaneously shelters to truth, as far as I know. One is pranaya, or loving exchange, and the other is vikara, or the transformation of that love, or the pastimes between Srimati Radharani and Sri Krishna. That transcendental potency has now appeared in this material world in the form of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He roams along the banks of the Ganges, constantly performing congregational chanting of the holy name of God. Hmm. So the devotees, the devotees are witnessing are witnessing the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But they're not only witnessing these pastimes externally, like, like a movie camera would record the movements, but they see, they see, uh, not just with their eyes, but they see through the realization in their heart. And so we see that Jagadananda Pandit is seeing. Mm. Mm. The pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are even more ecstatic than the pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna. In Lord Chaitanya's Leela, the loving exchanges reach their quintances 
When this love achieved excessive heights, Ladini, or the pleasure potency of the Lord embraced Krishna with feelings of great ecstasy and covered him with the mood and luster of Simata Radharani, Lord Krishna appeared in his full manifestation as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, came to his own abode, Navadvip Dham, where he felt a much greater pleasure than in Vrajadam. He appeared in Navadvip to fulfill the specific purpose of his incarnation and to relish his heart's desire. Mm. So, Jagadananda is, is, is making bold statements, uh, is stating that, but we understand though, um, it, it said there the happiness of the Lord was even greater than in Vrindavan. Uh, so what Lord Chaitanya displayed, although he's non different from Krishna, Krishna never displayed anything like that. Um, whatever Krishna displayed in Vrindavan, whatever miracle he displayed, lifting Govardhan Hill, and uh, whatever Krishna did, killing so many demons, whatever Krishna performed, ecstatically dancing in the Rasa dance, Jagadananda Pandit is saying, uh, he felt much, he came to his own abode, Navadvip Dham, where he felt a much greater pleasure than in Vrajadam. So, uh, now in that combination of Radha and Krishna, of course, it is said that uh, the gopis experience much greater pleasure than Krishna's. Srimata Radharani's pleasure uh, by far exceeds the pleasure of Krishna. Lord Chaitanya and the Otter. One day, the Lord jokingly said to me, you've been the chief queen of Dwarka for a long time, and I'm just a poor beggar. Why do you serve me? You can get so many hundreds of renunciants like myself to serve. I replied, give up your pretension and deceit. Why don't you say that I'm simply a maidservant engaged at the lotus feet of Srimadha Radharani? You've stolen the luster of my dear mistress Radharani. Hence, you are a thief, and I shall catch you and return you back to the land of Raja. My only desire is to serve Simata Radharani, but you want to send me far away to far away Dwarka? That's all your mischievous pastime. You, your activities as a renounced sannyasi are only too well known to me. In fact, you just want to deceive and deprive us while you serve the lotus feet of Radharani all by yourself. I mean, who are these devotees? Um, who are these associates who live so much in, in that re reality 
of Vrindavan, so deeply absorbed internally in Vrindavan, so totally, so totally intensely, intensely serving Krishna. And then um, Jagadananda, fiery, and speaking so boldly uh, in Prema Vivarta. So that is amazing. And we see, uh, we see this spirit throughout, um, whether we're looking at, at Rupa Goswami, whether we look at Jagdananda Pandit, uh, we all look at this unalloyed, pure devotional service, no compromise, which is found uh, in Vrindavan. Now let's have a, have a look at some of the uh, themes that uh, that come up. So these are some uh, lectures and uh, so they are grouped by the by the different leelas lectures on the adi leela on the madhya leela and on the antya leela and they follow mm. so on let's read the author receives the orders of krishna and guru well that's chapter eight of the adi leela and here page 65 in niranjan maharaj's books lectures on sri chaitanya Item rated, page 65. We are approaching a section in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. This quote, quote. We are approaching a section in the Chaitanya Charitamrita about Vrindavan Dastakur. Many of these verses are composed by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and he's glorifying the great achievements of Vrindavan Dastakur. Because Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami was also expanding upon the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, he didn't want to commit any kind of offense by transgressing the etiquette regarding repeating what has already been described by a previous Acharya. Of course, our duty to repeat that which we have heard from the previous Acharyas, but when compiling literature, one has to be careful not to present things in such a way as to surpass the achievements of the previous Acharyas. In other words, one should always be thinking of following the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. He should not think that his writings or his commentaries surpass that which has already been presented. That is the principle of, of disciplic succession. He should think that whatever he is writing or is performing is by the grace of the previous Acharyas. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has written about pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, but he explained that he is specifically writing about those pastimes that Vrindavan Das Thakur did not elaborate on. In many places of the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Vrindavan Das Thakur writes, I will not write any more about this subject matter out of fear that the book will become too voluminous. However, later all of these pastimes will be described. Hmm. So therefore, out of etiquette, Krishnadas Kaviraj explained, I have taken the order to expand upon those pastimes 
that Vrindavan Das Thakur had not described. So hence the title of the eighth chapter uh, of Adi Lila, the author receives the orders of Krishna and Guru. Um, of course, there are other, other uh, reasons why that chapter title is there also, because uh, Krishna also received the order of many senior Vaishnavas in Vrindavan. And also there was an incident where as he prayed to Madan Mahan, and whether he should really write this, that he was uh, offering obeisances in front of Madhamahan and a garland fell. And the Pujari understood that the garland was meant for uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. And therefore, it was confirmed, confirmed that he should write. Uh, so in this way, uh, in this way, uh, the order came in, in, in various ways. Uh, but okay, Maharaj's point is, is there uh, in, in maintaining a humble position and in looking as the, at the previous Acharyas and in simply uh, in a mood and write in a mood as a servant and not in the mood of trying to surpass and so on. Uh, so, in this way, a Vaishnava is always, um, at any time, at any time, his activities are governed by humility. And when he writes, humility is, is also a key, a key to purity. Uh, um, that careful spirit of purity is required. Mm. So Vindavan Das Thakur is is writing is just uh, Incredible. When we turn to the Chaitanya Bhagavat, it's just uh, like full, a mine of amazing conclusions, just as we were reading before. And let us see a little more from the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Um, then So, let's read this. Even if he be distressed or degraded, any, this is, sorry, I should tell where I'm reading from. Uh, this is from the, 
uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat Adikanda, uh, Chapter 1, Summary of Lord Gora's Pastimes, Text 55. Yanama Suttam Anukirta Yit Akasmat Artova Yadi Patita Pralambanatva Hantiam Sapadi Nrinam Samanyam Kamsesat Bhagavata Asriyan Mumupsuhu. Even if he be distressed or degraded, any person who chants the holy name of the Lord, having heard it from a bona fide spiritual master, is immediately purified. Even if he chants the Lord's name jokingly or by chance, he and anyone who hears him are freed from all sins. Therefore, how can anyone seeking disentanglement from the material clutches avoid chanting the name of Lord Shesha, of whom one should take shelter? Because the Lord is unlimited, no one can estimate his power. This entire universe filled with its many great mountains, rivers, oceans, trees, and living entities is resting just like an atom on one of his many thousands of hoots. Is there anyone, even with thousands of tongues, who can describe his glories? There is no end to the great and glorious qualities of that powerful Lord Anantadev. Indeed, his prowess is unlimited, though self-sufficient. He himself is the support of everything. He resides beneath the lower planetary systems um, and easily sustains the entire universe. Simply due to the glance of Lord Ananta, the three modes of, of, of nature interact and produce creation, maintenance, and annihilation. These modes of nature appear again and again. Okay, one sec, my nose. Ay, ay, ay. Mm. Mm. Yes. So the Lord Ananta. Oh. Lord Ananta can glorify. Can glorify like like no one can because he glorifies with thousands of mouths. And therefore, uh, we pray. We pray to Lord Ananta, because our business is to glorify. Um, to glorify. Uh, to glorify Lord Ananta. Uh, to glorify Krishna, and to glorify the Vaishnavas. Just like we read the book of uh, of Niranjan Maharaj and or that passage of it and we appreciate how Niranjan Maharaj his, his chastity uh, his chastity to uh, to respect to all to offer respect so that spirit of chastity and to offer respect is is greatly appreciated uh, and to embrace Vaishnav etiquette and and which is highlighted by Niranjan Maharaj is a is a is a major point. Uh, Lord Chaitanya told uh, Jagadananda, he said, anyone who does not fall adhere to the Vaishnav etiquette, I will never accept it. I will never accept such a person. So, in this way, 
uh, respect is there and 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 just taking that whole attitude that is very 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 wonderful hmm. then uh, Jagadananda uh, Jagadananda uh, he showed this uh, very transcendental insight he lived so much in 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 his eternal identity and and totally so unconcerned with his with a temporary identity uh, in this world we can see he couldn't care less about that temporary identity he cared all about <laughs> ah, he cared all about krishna and he cared all about Krishna's pastimes. And now Krishna, Krishna had taken the role of Radharani uh, and stolen away, uh, stolen away all the qualities, all the luster of Radharani. Uh, and Jagadananda is saying, and I am just and you're in that mood of Radharani, I'm just your maidservant, and you try to push me towards being a queen in Dwarka. Uh, but that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I am your... I'm part of Vrindavan. Uh, hmm. And Rupa Goswami's writing is part of Vrindavan. So yes, we're, we're seeing how the veil is lifted. Uh, the veil is lifted uh, little by little, and we see that at the core of everything, there is this Vindavan. Uh, but uh, who are we to understand? And like I explained the other day, when we reach our limit of love in Vindavan, then we turn around and become part of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to flood the entire world with transcendental mercy. And as we do so, we feel our love growing. Uh, our love is growing and our selflessness will increase. And this is the amazing, uh, this is the amazing Yuga Dharma. This is the amazing way that we can advance now, now at this time. Mm. Okay, let me open up something else. So, furthermore, in proportion, this is uh, Niranjan Maharaj, uh, lectures on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, page 384. Furthermore, in proportion to our surrender to those instructions, we can be empowered by the grace of the Lord to fulfill His desire. The Lord says, I'm not capable of doing it, but you can do it. The Lord can do it Himself, but He selects those devotees who are fully surrendered to His desires. Nonetheless, the devotees thinks, thinks I'm not doing it, 
I'm simply an instrument in the hand of the Lord. And it is by the Lord's desire that any successful result can become manifest. Just like Ramananda Rai was speaking and Ramananda Rai was uh, was explaining and Lord Chaitanya was inquiring. And then Lord Chaitanya just says, he says, I am just, uh, I am just, no, Ramananda Rai says, I'm just like an instrument, you know, and an instrument, and you are playing the strings on this stringed instrument and producing the sounds that come from my mouth. Uh, whatever realizations, whatever realizations we, 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 we have, uh, they are gifts from Krishna. And, uh, and simply coming from him and nothing else. Even love of God, it is a gift of Krishna. Uh, never any achievement in spiritual life is our property. It is simply a gift from Krishna and and must be treasured like that, Uh, must be looked after like that and remembered like that. I got this great gift from Krishna. I got devotional service. I got this great gift of Krishna. Then I embraced it and began to follow a life of four negative principles. I've got this great gift of Krishna. Now, uh, now I have abandoned illicit sex. That is a great gift of Krishna. Now, now I'm bowing down to the Vaishnavas. That is a great gift of Krishna. Now, now I'm, I'm speaking and lecturing on, on scripture. That is a great gift of, of Krishna. And I'm speaking from my heart in, res- in response, in explaining, explaining things that are mentioned in transcendental scriptures. That is a great gift of Krishna. And as a result, I'm amazing myself that I'm saying things that I've never thought of before. But somehow or other, these things are coming from my mouth. That is a great gift of Krishna. Uh, Oh, then there are times, times of hardship, times of struggle. That is a great gift of Krishna. Uh, A time, a time of physical injury, a time of of physical difficulty, that is a great gift of Krishna. A time, a time of struggle, that is a great gift of Krishna. And somehow or other, I emerge, emerge from all that by clinging on to Krishna because of that great gift of Krishna. I can carry on and on and on and on the great gift of Krishna. So these are all very, uh, very wonderful things. uh, And everything is seen like that. I'm not capable of doing it. uh, But by the mercy of the Lord, 
it becomes possible. Nimitra matram bhavisavisatsi to try and be the instrument of the Lord. Page 393. There are many examples of different Vaishnavas who manifest profound characteristics. Srila Prabhupada is teaching all of us how to become Vaishnavas. A Vaishnava is one who teaches others how to behave. One of the most powerful ways he teaches others how to behave is by his own example. Srila Prabhupada taught by his example how to behave as an ideal Vaishnava. Therefore, his instruction also had great potency. Srila Prabhupada said we should act in such a way that people will see that we are of ideal character. When asked how to recognize a Vaishnava, Srila Prabhupada would reply, he is a perfect gentleman. So you can again see um, emphasis on, on on, on behavior on etiquette, on sadhachar, the behavior of a saintly person. Um, yes, for so long the jiva had a rebellious spirit, rebelling against Krishna, against Krishna's desire. And so Krishna's desire is revealed in the scripture, in this world, and bringing that rebellious mentality into the spiritual world, bahya mukha, since time immemorial, entangled in the material energy and and rebelling, rebelling against Krishna's injunctions. But then sadhachar, now we have to to change our ways. Srila Prabhupada said surrender. Surrender means to follow all the rules and regulations. Because this is what Krishna desires. And the mind says, no, and the mind says, ah, this is too complicated. Ah, mind says, ah, this is too finicky. This is, this is the mind says, this is like, you know, uh, a bit too much. How can I, can I do all these things? Yes. But uh, when we do, when we do, when we actually do everything the way Krishna wants, then everything emanates purity. Then everything, then in every direction, our relationship with Krishna is open. But if if there are things that uh, we chant Hare Krishna, we follow regulated principles, we do so many things, but then so many things, I don't like this, I don't like that. And these are like streets that have no entry signs. No entry. Because they're, it's blocked. Because we are not actually having an open relationship with Krishna in these areas. There the relationship is blocked. So love of God means that uh, to Surrender means to follow all the rules and regulations that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught.
gone now to page 421, 429. It is very difficult to remember Krishna when one is always thinking himself to be the enjoyer. To think that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer is completely incompatible with the desire of trying to be the enjoyer. If one doesn't accept Krishna as a person and wants to surrender to the unborn within, how can he be thinking of Krishna's desire? Instead, he thinks, I will serve everybody. He's only serving himself by trying to serve everybody. The best way to serve everybody is to serve their best interest. And that means to first serve Krishna. Thus, one has to know what the Lord wants. Hmm. Yeah. So in the in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in the Nectar of Devotion, um, it is there is a description of of dasya, uh, and it is described that there is a general service attitude dasya, and that there is also a specific service attitude called kinkar, and kinkar is referring to being like a personal servant a personal attendant so the personal attendant adjusts adjusts to whatever need whatever need uh, the person he is serving is there uh, in other words one might say according to uh, the general standard one can offer krishna water juice milk and so many and, and herbal tea and so many varieties of drinks and i'll just choose something and offer him that but personal attendant is different personal attendant is yes i can offer all these things to krishna but what does he want now what does he need now oh it is winter then then i must offer him some something warm to drink oh yes uh, in this way, a personal attendant. So to become the personal attendant is, is the spirit of servitorship. So this dasyam, this servitorship, is the whole foundation, uh, the whole foundation of spiritual life, the whole foundation of love of God. Unless there is servitorship where there's a question of love, um, it is rather love makes us the servant it is not that we become the servant to get love no it is love that really makes us a servant because because of love we want to serve because of love we want to please someone in this way uh, this way we become a servant. In pure Krishna consciousness, now uh, we're reading from the Antya Lila 729 to 44. And this is text 30. Sudabhava Shakakara Skanda Arohan 
Suda Bhava Vrajeshwari Karena Bandhan, impure Krishna consciousness, a friend, mounts the shoulder of Krishna, and Mother Yasoda binds the Lord. Ah, yes. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, Lord Chaitanya never stepped on Govardhan. So we cannot step on Govardhan. But a devotee can, we don't step on Govardhan because Govardhan is Krishna. But he who is in Sakyaras, who is in the mood of friendship and fully realized, he can step on, on Govardhan because he can step on the shoulders of Krishna. Hmm. Yes, a friend can step on Krishna. Yes. yes. We, how could we touch the Lord with our feet? And Mother Yasoda, uh, she can bind the Lord. She's his mother. Uh, she can she can control him in any way she wants. Yes, so uh, Lord Krishna says that he that he is many times more pleased um, by this, this spontaneous love of these residents of Vindavan who are treating him in this way than by the hymns and so many hymns of Vedic mantras chanted by the Vedic Brahmanas. Uh, because it is that mood of, of personal attendant. It is that mood of kinkar. It is that mood of, of, doing of serving Krishna exactly the way it is needed now. And Krishna, what is so the things? I, I have to do something to, uh, to, uh, to rectify him. Um, He's my son, he will be become spoiled. Yes, he's stealing, and this is just, he's incorrigible. And the offense in itself is one thing, but what worries me is, is his mentality. What's going to become of him if he just goes on like this? In this way, like a parent, uh, she has a mission, a mission to invest, invest in her son and somehow or other, give him the best and make him the best he can be. And, and she's seeing tendencies in him that need to be corrected, mm, as the parents will do. Uh, uh, in this way, uh, in this way, we are being uh, appreciating. So, Yeah, there's there's uh, many points that um, we can address. This book of the lectures of Niranjan March is nice. I enjoy it. Um, I will 
do this again, read little bits, and then uh, add my own comments, and in this way, uh, appreciate uh, Maharaj's writings and and uh, and taking inspiration from them. Uh, Mm. Yes. Um, so we will continue our discussion on the Chaitanya Charitamrita and pray that um, all these, that, that somehow or other, uh, discussing, discussing about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and thinking about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and thinking about his mercy and exploring the extent of that mercy and, and looking at how we can become part of that uh, and how in this way uh, these discussions uh, are, can help us to deepen our relationship. Um, that is why I'm speaking, so that I can become purified and that I can deepen my relationship with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is for that reason that I decided that I should write this book because I feel uh, a desire, a desire to go deeper and to become more absorbed, uh, more absorbed in, when I look at Jagadananda, oh, so absorbed, so absorbed. When I look at Rupa Goswami, so absorbed, so absorbed. When I look at uh, Jiva Goswami, what a vision. He sees the ecstatic love of Vrindavan. I will read the relevant passage uh, one of these days, just so that we can appreciate. So, looking at Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through his followers is one of the exercises that we are, are performing in these lectures. Um, uh, I said that before, we're looking at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with many lenses and looking at, through the various lenses of his followers, um, we are getting a unique understanding on, the, uh, on, on what is written. Um, then we relate to what is written there in a totally different way. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Hope to see you again tomorrow. Hare Krishna.